Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. My uncle comes up to my mom. He goes, he's definitely doing drugs. <laughs> tell, my, tell my mom is straight up. Oh, he's, he's doing drugs. She's like, like what? Oh, he's like, he's most likely man. doing weed. I'm like, that's not how weed works, bro. Yeah, you'd be so chilled out. <laughs> exactly. And so my mom, one day I'm, I'm like sitting in the room, right? My mom comes in. She kind of looks outside, like looks around the corner, like a drug deal is about to happen. Slams the door. She goes, doesn't even know what weed is, right? Yeah, she yeah. just looks at me and goes, yeah, todo. Do you what? In five, Four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of the Genius Bane. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Bane. <Yeah>. Genius Bane. <laughs> Genius Bane. It's a new K pop group. <laughs> Genius Bane forever high five with teenagers. <laughs> Dude, the fucking 90s Korean pop 
uh, what's it called? Group names are were the dumbest thing ever, dude. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck did high five of teenagers mean? <laughs> what the fuck does Finkel mean? Yeah, exactly. Fine killing liberty. Fine killing liberty. Right? <laughs> hey, but still, in, in this day and age too, it isn't any better, you know. What's, like the, what's the what's the newest ones? BTS. Uh, I don't even know what that means because uh, they call them the Bangtang Boys. Yeah, Bangtang Boys. I don't know what that means. But BTB. So what? What is it? Oh, oh, punk, we only do behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are Bangtang Shekidar. Yeah. yeah. What is that? I have no idea. Because yeah. we had Finkel, H O T G O D. Seskis. Oh, Jeskis. Jeskis. It's supposed to be short for sexy kiss. Rula. Oh. I don't know what that means either. G-O-D. Yeah, G-O-D. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. One time. Actually, that was a legit. That's a legit Yeah, one time. Yeah. Yeah. That was a legit. Do you remember this? Was it Chinushan? He was the one that got ejected from… He… No, no. Yu Seungjun. Yu Seungjun, yeah. dude. Oh, I, was yeah. a, <laughs> I was a big fan of his. He's still, still to this day, is trying to get his re-entry back into Korea. And like not too long ago, he put up a, a video of just like this heartfelt apology and like, hey, isn't enough enough? And then they denied him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they said no. He can't ever go back to Korea. No. no but no. he was he he was a Korean, but he grew up here though. Well, he but he was born in Korea, did high school here. And then went over there for the career. But then he ditched his military duty. And then that was seen as just like a cardinal sin within the Korean community's eyes. It still is. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, he was saying, I'm going to come back. I'm going to serve right, the military. Right. It was, yeah, it was because of that. And then like the day of or some shit, he literally got a U.S. citizenship. <laughs> yeah. Ah, he legally changed his citizenship. So, yeah. so they were like, hey, man, so, you bamboozled yes. us. <laughs> he actually took a flight to Korea to explain his actions, but they sent him back yep. immediately. They deported him <laughs> immediately. Damn, thirty-hour flight. Yeah, <laughs> this oh, was so, hurt, aren't we? Yeah, this has been ongoing for like I think the past twenty years or twenty something. years yeah. plus. Dude. He's been trying yeah. and trying and trying, and some of the uh, hardcore because the netizens, right? They're a hardcore group of people, bro. These are the type of people who fucking have like the suicide petition if yeah. they're not happy about somebody. Yo, back in the day, I remember. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I might have to look this up because obviously this is before I was, you know, the internet was so highly accessible, right? Um, but it was one of the HOT members. Mm. Um, I forgot. He kind of had a pig nose. I don't know, but he oh, was right. <laughs> he was really popular. But it, he, there was a rumor that he was dating one of the other popular pop girls, like group members, mm-hmm. and that girl was getting death threats. Like they oh, were God. mailing death threats because they couldn't get text messages back. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> they were mailing de- say, "I'll fucking kill you. I'll yeah. find you," which is crazy because talk about a bunch of losers, huh, bro? Yeah. That they're a sensitive, sensitive losers. group of people. I mean, but look, man, I'm probably gonna catch some flack for saying this, but I do have some insight into the K-pop K-pop industry because you know I did music for that shit, yeah. right? I mean, even within like dating, right? Dating within like the same, I guess artist group of people like because you're rubbing shoulders with all these different groups and artists right when you're in that scene that's frowned upon too and then so like the fans get super upset sometimes if like one of their favorites there might be rumors about them dating another fellow idol and then they'll like squash that immediately like no 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 they're not dating they were just they're just friends and they're just hanging out it's like, bro, come on, man. Yeah, that's that's weird because our tabloids are always about, are they and they right, dating? Right. Yeah, they get they, super hyped up. They, yeah. they want to maintain the purity 
of yeah. these artists to make oh, him see purity seem, my ass dude, that's what i'm man. saying we just saw that's zendaya and tom holland making out in an audi <laughs> like and the internet was so happy for it so it's but like that's a completely different thing with korea because like the government also has a stake in it because it's such a huge source of tourism and money right, for them right? right and so that's why they have like organizations like mogef i believe what it is where they censor things if it's too explicit like you it can't be aired like or if it's like kind of semi-explicit it can only be aired past like a certain time dude that, that i'm ugh, talk about explicit dude remember back in the day in the k-dramas how they would kiss oh that's so bad dude they wouldn't even kiss know, it's it's like, like, their lips would just touch <laughs> yeah no. so if it's you, not even puckered up it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just exactly it's literally the, if you guys are watching this is the mic if you guys are watching this on the video side it's literally yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the like, most unemotional, yeah, unpassionate. So bad. It's just literally their nose and lips touching. But the worst. Yeah, they're they're like super sensitive about that type of shit, and they want to maintain just this pure image of these idols, and they don't ever do things like dating or smoking cigarettes or partying. But it's like, come on, man. They're real human beings. Like you don't think that they're fucking partying, doing drugs, oh, getting for sure shit they are. faced. For sure oh, yeah. they are. Out of your fucking for mind. For sure they are. And but then here's the shit too: is that when they do get caught doing some shit like this, um, like let's say for example, a guy like T.O.P. from Big Bang, right? He got caught smoking weed. Right. That was like the worst sin he could have ever committed. Didn't he blame it on some Japanese fans? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know who he blamed it on. But I think, No, I think that one was G-Dragon. <laughs> yeah. So he got caught like… So they did… Usually when you come from another country… I guess they drug test you now. You do a urine test. Well, he got caught with marijuana in his system. And he said he got it because he was in a bathroom after a show in Japan. And two fans came up to him oh, and offered him a cigarette. I remember that, yeah. And then it turned out to be weed. Right, right. So <laughs> like, like all these all these hoops that they got to <laughs> jump through to make sure that they kind of maintain that type of image to the fans and to the public. It's just like, it's so superficial, man. It's, it's unnecessary. So, I like it how is. he just went to the age old, he's a Japanese afar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a piece of a shit of Japanese. <laughs> you know, Yilbon Shikter. <laughs> Which is not my thought. Yeah, which is <laughs> fucked up because he was dating a Japanese girl. So, yeah. what then? Okay, so I don't think a lot of people know this. Maybe, maybe you do or you don't, but weed is a big deal out in Asia. Yeah. Like, bro. Dude, DMC, Demacho. Yeah. yeah. Demacho, dude. Means Demacho, man. People smoke, right? Dude, yo, my, yeah. my mom used to. <laughs> I still remember this in high school, right? So, uh, we have a mutual friend named Abe. His dad was such a fucking asshole, right? Like, I, I had a short temper, but they didn't know what I was going through, right? Like, yeah. you know, all the fucking gangpe type of shit, you know, getting the fights and stuff. So I was, you know, on edge all the time. We also didn't live in a fucking great neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm on edge a little bit, right? But, you know, I'm acting erratically like most teenagers do when they're young and hormones are racing. So this fucking asshole, my uncle, comes <laughs> up to my mom. He goes… He's definitely doing drugs. <laughs> tells, my, tells my mom it straight up. Oh, he's, he's doing drugs. She's like, like what? He's like, he's most likely man. doing weed. I'm like, that's not how weed works, bro. Yeah, you'd be so chilled out. <laughs> exactly. And so my mom, one day, I'm, I'm like sitting in the room, right? My mom comes in. She kind of looks outside, like looks around the corner, like a drug deal is about to happen. Slams the door. She goes, doesn't even know what weed is, right? Yeah, yeah. She just looks at me and goes, yeah, todo. 
Lo higo, eh? First of all, how do you know what this yeah, is? Exactly. Who taught you this? She's, she's done it herself, yeah, bro. No, no, you got you go. That's funny. All she does, yeah. she doesn't know the words for it, but she knows the motions for it, right? Yeah. So she would talk about like I always joke around with Mario about this stuff because my mom would be like, she she probably like saw it on TV or something, right? <laughs> she like talking about needles. She goes, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Not only do we do great onomatopoeias, we pantomime really well. She might as well just wrap the arm. No, you go. No, you go. You go. In Asia, like doing weed is considered the worst thing that you could ever do. It happened to Jackie Chan's kid. He abandoned his son. Yeah. He straight up disowned his son over his son's like weed issues. Weed usage. And Bro, like selling weed. Like if you get caught with weed in Japan, man, you're in jail for a long, long oh, time. Yeah. Hey, All he, over Southeast Asia, life in prison. Yeah. Hey, years ago, I had, um, okay, I was about to say the name. Not the name. I won't <laughs> say the name. But this is way back when, right? Um, somebody that we knew in our church uh, had a kid. Well, their family is pretty well off, Right. Dope um, family, like business that they're doing or whatever, whatnot. And they were pretty known to be pretty well off at the church. Uh, this kid doesn't need money, right? But goes off to college, meets a bunch of people, and they get the bright idea uh, through some type of connect that they knew that they could smuggle uh, weed into Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Right? It's like, yo, we got this whole connect. If we do this, we can all make, I don't know, 30 or 40 grand a piece. It's a lot of money. If you could smuggle fucking weed in Japan, yeah. you can make a fucking killing because that shit is like having a high level narcotic. Yeah. Like you're caught with like an ounce of it. You're in jail for 20 years. Yeah. You're fucked, right? Yeah. Parents are pretty well off. Doesn't actually need the fucking money at all whatsoever, right? Does a trip to Japan Gets fucking caught oh. with a shit ton of weed. That is so fucking a sad. shit ton, right? Comes back. This person, as um, this church member, starts coming and starts asking, like, "Hey, we need to borrow money. We need money for lawyers or whatever." Because he's out there in Japan, and then couldn't even tell them. But I mean, I know this now as an adult because you know when you kind of hear this as a kid, you don't know the severity of it. Mm-hmm. But now that I know as an adult, like, lady, he's still over there right now. He's still in Japan in jail. Oh my gosh, he's not coming out. Damn. He is absolutely not coming out. A uh, homie of mine is in jail right now in Japan as well. For uh, trying to sell weed? Not weed, but smuggling some other drug. And he got Tylenol. Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't even allow Adderall over there. It's an amphetamine. You know? Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they're very, very strict about, yeah, about drugs. Where I mean, it's nothing like here in the States where we could fucking pull up our phone, order weed from yeah. an app. Right? Yeah, and yeah, get it comes delivered. Get it. Like, I've been dreaming about like making a pro weed video in Korean with Korean American <laughs> smoking weed. Tell Koreans, look, you guys are a bunch of fucking alcoholics. Meanwhile, I'm grabbing my drink. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of alcoholics. Not like, you guys. We yeah. you are a bunch yeah. of alcoholics. It would it would serve, you know, like if you see a map of like the biggest alcohol consumers, like in Asia, it's like this Big bright red in South Korea <laughs> yeah. for how much alcohol they consume. It's yeah. the same alcohol as Russia. Alcohol is cheaper than water. It is yeah. cheaper than water. Yeah. You can get soju in a juice box. Yeah, two yeah. bucks. Out of all the cultures who need weed, it's Korean people. It's Korea. Dude. Yeah, they need Especially to get off that alcohol. Work culture. Yeah. Like, they need to take it easy a little. Yeah. Bro, you see legit businessmen fucking passed out on the street in public in the in the middle of the week. Yeah. You know. Because they're fucking working so hard, they just get blasted in on a Wednesday. You know what was weird, really weird, like uh, that I would see in Japan when I was there. 
is that during the daytime, you see these businessmen, they're so proper, right? But once it hits like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., <laughs> oh, and yeah. they're at the yakitori spot, the <laughs> yeah. bar spot, they're oh, just yeah. like, hey, they call it. You know, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, the demon comes out, dude. And they're wound the fuck up from work. And for they're sure. drinking all the way till fucking the a.m., dude. For and sure, they dude. go home and they sleep for a couple of hours and they do it all over again. Dude, dude. in Seoul and Tokyo, both places, I've seen so many businessmen, like salarymen, <laughs> passed out on the subway. Absolutely. Passed bro. out on the street, on the bushes, some I've shit. I've heard so many things about, um, like, in, in terms of, like, Korean business culture. And how it works in terms of like the the Korean nuclear family. It's like the guy goes out, he makes money. They he basically he could do whatever he wants as long as the the lady doesn't know. She doesn't want to hear shit. So they'll go out, they'll you know, get a bunch of hookers or whatever because they're super stressed. They know, but it's, as long as it doesn't the friends don't hear about it, yeah, or yeah. other people don't hear yeah, about it, yeah. They're like, whatever, it's fine. And what the ladies will do is like, I'm gonna take your money and then I'm gonna go get some other boys. <laughs> to go fuck. Dude, so when they were trying to close down that Hooker Street in, in Korea, like they The Red Light District in Korea. Yeah, right? the red light district they were Hooker Street. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know the red light district. But you know, it is a street where it's like these glass windows where yeah. where you see these women. They were trying to shut that down, right? Guess who came to protest? Korean All men? these Ajamas. Oh, housewives. Mm, that's like, interesting. We don't want our husbands to come home and do whatever the fuck they want to do to them to us. Yeah. Like, they're wild, crazy shit. That's yeah. Like, don't break up our home. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's no, hilarious. I literally, but, I remember seeing these articles where it's like these old women, like older middle aged women, like protesting, not shutting it like down. They need to get their fucking nut off, dude. Yeah. But that's kind of like an unspoken understanding within like. Oh, yeah. The all Korean these ladies culture. wearing sunglasses and masks. Right. Right, sure. right. So yeah. it's like the women, if they are stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home wives, they and, and the man is the, the breadwinner, then there's kind of this understanding that in order for the man to progress in his career and climb the corporate ladder, there's certain things that need He has to, to go out and drink. Right, he has right. to do the stuff the other men are doing. And if, so you could even say, hey, I don't like doing that. But my boss yeah. wants yeah. me to yeah. do it. What, my what boss do you want me told to me do? to stick this light bulb up my ass. <laughs> what? I was going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get my dick sucked yeah. every day. But, but fortunately, <laughs> I've been hearing that the work culture in that sense has been kind of changing. Right. Evolving in a better um, way now. A few of those uh, few uh, businesswomen actually sued their bosses. Good. And they said it's unconstitutional force them to go out to drink every night with Good. their bosses. Yeah. Because they'd have to stay out there and the boss wants to go next place, next place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your boss might be an alcoholic and you're, you're not. Fuck. Yeah. yeah you no, just gotta go for out. Sure, and bro. you still gotta work tomorrow and exactly. perform. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and here's the thing too, of like the whole idea of you can't leave before your boss leaves. So even if you're done with your work, you're just sitting there. And if your boss is there till nine, then you're there till, there till nine. And the boss is like, all right, let no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just stretch it. Yeah. Like, Fuck, I thought we were about to leave. Yeah, and then at 11, he's like, okay, guys, let's leave. But you're not going home. We're Dude, going to the restaurant. funniest work culture, Korean work culture thing is this fool told me when he was on set doing a Hyundai commercial. Oh, uh, my gosh. Dude, one of the funniest fucking stories ever because it showed how different Korean people work, especially yeah. in like in the film and like professional industry than it yeah. does in America. And they don't realize it doesn't fucking translate over here. You can't treat people like how you treat in Korea in the <laughs> yeah. States. The fucking director said he was going to kick my ass. <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm like, like no, no, no. I'm like, what? We're in America, bro. Yeah. No, I 
just wanted to get all stars and bars with them at that Bro, moment. Like, I can't say that shit here. Dude, I know, man. I know how different it is, man. When I was working with Korea too, man, like they would call me at four in the morning and they know what time it is over here, yeah. right? And then it's like, oh, were you sleeping? Well, anyway, we need to. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, bro. Have some respect, man. Yeah. Like, why don't you just email me all the stuff that you want to talk about? And then I'll respond in a very timely manner. But then it, they would literally call me for one thing at a time. Call me at 4. Call me back 4.30. Hey, oh, by the way, there's another. I'm like, dude, come on, man. I'm trying to get some sleep. For reals. But they don't care. It's just yeah, like they whatever care. they need done, they dude, want to get it done. about an asshole? Let's talk about this story, dude. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? My friends, you guys know that I have been there and mental health is something that I really focused on specifically in the last two years, ever since the pandemic, it's been kind of rough. And, you know, with BetterHelp, I've been able to communicate with therapists in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. And here's the best thing about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I've been using it for a while. I wouldn't recommend something like this if I if I didn't think it worked, but BetterHelp has been a great fit for me and it could be a great fit for you as well. So visit betterhelp.com slash genius. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental 
health. So remember, my friends, special offer for Genius Brain listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash genius. I don't, we never told you this, but there's somebody that I actually hooked Ed up for a very fucking simple job, right? This guy, I'm not going to give out his name because I'm going to be very respectful, but I should because you should (laughs) never, ever work another fucking job ever again. You piece of fucking shit. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Very good Just to give you guys a backstory, right? So this is somebody that I've worked with before, which is just kind of my fault because I actually did have problems with him before. Mm -hmm. But I assumed it was because of the job that he was in. And so now that he's in another position, um, he would actually know what he's doing because this was a newer company and it was it was pretty simple, right? So when I was working at this company before, it, it was an entertainment company. Not going to give out names, of course, because once again, trying to be very polite. David So is turning a new leaf. You fucking <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. But, so you don't have to censor yourself later and post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just too much work. <laughs> Let's just call this guy uh, Billy. All right. So this guy fucking Billy, right? If you guys know that when it comes to entertainment or you know what, just in any professional job, right? There's a lot of people who kind of climb the corporate ladder, not because of their skill set, but because they know how to use their mouthpiece really fucking well. Yeah. Well, here's the problem with that. Once you start reaching a certain level, you actually have to know what the fuck you're doing. And when you don't, you, you become person, a person who delegates jobs to other people who have never done what these people have done. So he doesn't actually know what those jobs entail. And when yeah. things go bad, all this person does is blame it on everybody fucking else when he's the ringleader. So when I was at this company, we were, we were, um, we were shooting some stuff, right? I've shot my own shit my whole life. And on top of that, I've shot it with people who have been in this industry for a very long time. And um, it's hot as fuck this day, right? And he had – they uh, basically brought A7S IIs. A7S IIs, these cameras, they're DSLRs, but they're made, quote unquote, made for film. Well, at this time, the A7S II was was notorious for overheating. It was 105 degrees that day. Holy shit. Right? 105 degrees and rented out two A7S IIs to shoot. And I'm like, hey, guys, you should probably switch out that camera because it's going to overheat. And the camera crew looked at me and they're like, we know. We fucking hate these cameras. We've told them multiple (laughs) times it's not going to fucking work. So we're shooting 30 minutes in, camera shut off. It's 105 degrees. I'm talent at this point. I'm exhausted, right? Yeah. So we had to wait another two hours just to wait for for the cameras to cool down. Wow. Right? They went to go get B-roll, shot B-roll. Overheated again. Had to wait another two hours for it to cool down. Everybody is fucking pissed and irritated, right? Because you have to stay out there longer. Exactly. And so message, message, emails like, hey, so we've been out here. It was me and somebody else. Well, we've been out here shooting for, I don't know, eight hours. And we haven't gotten anything done because of the camera equipment that you, uh, that you rented out. And saw the email thread where they said they were telling him this, these cameras will not work. Right, but he's trying to squeeze a, a small budget, which he doesn't have to. You just got to rent a good camera. It's not that much difference yeah. in price. But he wants to be like, I actually know what I'm doing. I've done film work. I've done this. Clearly, you fucking haven't. Yeah. So I'm I'm on the email, and I was like, Hey guys, like, I've done rental equipment. I have my own equipment. I actually have these cameras. We can't use these cameras. Right? He goes, It's perfectly fine. I was like, No, I'm telling you right now that as your talent, I'm not shooting again tomorrow if I have to wait here for eight hours and get sunburned. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You don't do that to talent in general, right? I shouldn't have to teach you how to run a production. So this is that same fucking asshole. <laughs> so um, later on, he comes out, apologizes. He goes, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've done this before. It's not my first rodeo. I'm like, well, you know. What's even worse than you fucking idiot? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Camera crew told you what the problem was. I gave you a heads up. You chose to ignore it, right? And he did this like consistently throughout the thing. And I kept on giving a chance because he was super nice. Outside of working, he was super dope. 
Um, my And then um, he also has a habit, which you guys know in corporate world, where somebody will – You'll have an idea and they'll steal it and take it and act mm-hmm. as if it was theirs. Very so we were we were um speaking to your email thing, right? About people just doing those emails things super abruptly. I fucking hate it. Yeah. So uh first warning for him was this. I told him, Hey, I don't like my time wasted. So when we're a part of this stuff and I'm also producing and I'm also talent of the show, I need you to make sure that when you do give me get on a call with me, that you know what you're saying. And then we we have a plan set out. So can you give me an itinerary before you come up and do this? Because a lot of the times when I'm having phone calls with you, you're calling to ask me if I can if, if I can take a call tomorrow as you're calling me. <laughs> I was like, let's not do that. I have a lot of things I have to get done. Yeah. He goes, cool, got it. He goes, hey, super important meeting. Uh, can I get you for about 30 minutes? And I'm like, cool, let's talk. It's me up. I shit you fucking not. He goes, okay, so there's a show idea that I have for you that I want, want to buy you. This is the show idea. Do you think it's cool? I'm like, that sounds dope. He goes, cool. Um, we're good. And I'm like, what did I fucking just tell you? <laughs> I had to rearrange my other meetings to pick up this phone call. You could have wrote, written that in an email. Why yeah. didn't you write it in a fucking email? And I wrote this in a thread back to him with his boss in it. Right? Yeah. And I was like, you did this too many fucking times to me. This is like his third or fourth time he did this. Mm. And so what he's doing and what I found out just been work, by working with these companies, he actually doesn't have anything to do. So he has to create a schedule, put it in a calendar because his boss is watching him. I'm busy because I have to call this person. I'm busy because I have to do this. But instead, what he's doing is ju- he's trying to keep his job as long as possible. He's putting fillers in there. Yeah. While he fucks yeah. up everybody else's shit and he doesn't care. It's a bad Dragon Ball episode. <laughs> Just constantly. So um, we had another project that we had to work on, right? We're working on this project and um, – I asked before they were going to hop on this new project. It didn't happen, by the way, because so it didn't come out. I was like, listen, for this project, I just want to be talent. But if you want to start this new thing and you want me to help develop this, then I'm also going to be a showrunner. Then it's a different rate. It's completely, it's a different deal, right? He goes, cool. Well, we want you to be a showrunner. We like your ideas. We like the way that you, how you produce things uh, because you've done it with another film. So I w- we would like to bring that expertise here. I was like, cool. All you have to do for me before we start this is write in an Excel sheet different it was a food show like different restaurants that you want to visit and and at least fill out the excel sheet and then i could write it in for you right yeah he goes got it this fool sends me an excel sheet it says location food <laughs> <laughs> what? location food and i wrote back to him in the email i wrote lol question mark what is this right he goes oh i'm sorry i'm so busy blah 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 like i couldn't get to it i was like just say you don't know how to do an Excel sheet. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Right? I was like, and then I had Mariel do an Excel sheet. I asked her to do it because that's what she does for me. She's amazing at it. Does it in five minutes. Dude. Send it back to him. Filled it out. I was like, this is the Excel sheet. So we have a meeting the next day with 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 uh, new showrunners and we're trying to pitch it to, to this network, right? They're super excited for the stuff. He goes, hey guys, so I, wrote, I made this Excel sheet. <laughs> I wrote out a bunch of these. These are the restaurants that I want to hit. You're in the meeting? I'm in the meeting. And I was like, (laughs) I'm in the fucking meeting, right? Oh, no. And then my buddy's next to me hearing this and he could see my face go. And I go, time out. I was like, Justin, you made the Excel sheet or did I make it? Yeah. Right? He goes, oh, like, you know, it was our idea. It's like, no, no, no. Who made the Excel sheet? Who wrote the restaurants and who wrote these ideas? Right? Was it you or was it me? Right? He goes, yeah, you did. I was just kind of just getting the meeting. I was like, no, 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 no. Who wrote it? I need you to say it in the meeting. I'm livid at this point. And yeah. people are quiet, right? They're like, yeah, you wrote it. It was your ideas. Cool. I just wanted to get that straight because you just said that you did all the work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so after the meeting's done, they're, they're, you know, I you know, schmooze. I made everybody laugh. Got rid of that weird negativity in the beginning. We, they were going to green light it, but they lost their funding. 
he comes back after the meeting, he emails me, and you know he does this. Emails me, he goes, "Hey, I want to apologize." Like, oh blah, my blah, blah. and I'm like, "Dude," and I just wrote back to him, "Don't apologize. Don't ever do that to me ever again." <laughs> right? And then you know he was just telling me about all the stress. So once again, he goes. To, so there's other stories too. He just continually does this. So he goes to a new company, right? Yeah. And before I brought Ed on, I I wanted to make it very clear what Ed's job was. Right? I was like, "What's his job?" He just comes in, he shoots, and he edits this quick green screen thing. I was like, cool. What, how, many, how much time is it going to take? He goes, honestly, you go in a couple of hours. You guys will be out. I promise you. Super fucking easy. I was like, great. You know what? We did work together before. But despite all the other negative stuff, we did have a good time. You know, We were kicking it. We were boys for a little bit outside some of the weird work stuff. Fine. I'll do you a favor. We'll get it done. Ed could get a quick check. I'll get a quick check. We're out. And this is where Ed comes in. <laughs> so... Uh, David hits me up, tells me there's a gig coming. I'm like, cool, just shoot and edit just cheap green screen. It's supposed to look cheap. Okay, all right. And then I do a FaceTime call with this guy. Uh, he's a, at this point, he's a VP of this company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He made his wow. way up to as the VP of this company. Whose dick did he suck? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the fucking thousand dollar question, man. Because... As I was working with him, I really wondered how he got to his place or where he's he a is. fast talker, dude. Yeah, fast New Yorker, dude. So like our our chat was like thirty minutes. Exactly what David said. He said, um, "We just need to shoot it and edit it, and then and and that's it or whatever." But then he goes, "This is this is just a formality. You already have the job, but why don't you uh, you know write a quick budget, write a you know write a." Uh, a document like uh showing the idea like what like a, a epk yeah pretty much like a proposal mm-hmm. which was not a part of the fucking yeah. deal mm. and why don't you write the rough draft script and then just send it to me tomorrow so in a day in a day i wrote this proposal which he shouldn't have done in the first place no right. designs or anything just i can't believe i even did this work i i took clips of the idea of what it's supposed to look like turned them into gifs and put them in the fucking PowerPoint, and then I sent them all. The next, like, it was days. I didn't hear back from him after I sent him the proposal. Right? I'm like, we have to shoot this thing. You want this on like in in a, in two weeks? You know, it's it's not the problem that oh you can shoot it really fast. It takes a lot longer to edit and do the motion graphics on right. this. Yeah, you know. But I'm sitting waiting. Three days later. The the weekend I thought we should be shooting, he emails me back upset. He's incensed. He's really upset at the at, at the quality of the script. He's like, "What is this? This is not what we want. We want this, 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 this. I need these changes in the script." Blah 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 blah. And as I'm reading his changes, I'm just like, "Okay." He said it's a formality. Uh, I'll do it to my limits. You know what I can do for as much money as we agreed upon. You know. So I spend the next fucking five days going back and forth with this motherfucker, rewriting this script. And, and at this point, I'm like, dude, we just wasted a week. We need to shoot this quick because I need more time to edit this. All of your ideas cost more and more money. He essentially wanted two videos in one because in the video that was originally planned, there's going to be another video in there that requires a lot of fucking work, mm. you know? <laughs> Which was never the original plan. Yeah. Yeah. I specifically asked him what his job entailed. He goes, oh. I just need him to shoot this simple green screen. 
my lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever try to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Thing. Hello, my friends. Let's keep this podcast nice and beautifully sponsored with our amazing sponsor, Candid, my friends. There's a specialist for just about everything. When my car breaks down, I go to a mechanic. When there's a problem with my shower, I call a plumber. So when you have uneven, crooked, Plymouth rock, just a handful of Skittles and Chiclays, like just a bunch of, you know, when your dog eats bones and just white dookie comes out of his butt, that's your teeth? You need an orthodontist. <laughs> They're the specialists. And that's what sets Candid, the invisible, comfortable, and removable aligners above the rest. While poorly reviewed or insanely priced clear aligner companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontists. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. The average candid treatment is only six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Candid can help you get the straighter, brighter smile you've always wanted. Right now, you can save $75 on your candid starter kit when you get started from home, or you can book an appointment at a candid studio near you today. Go to candidco.com slash brain and use code brain. That's candidco.com slash brain code brain. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 dollars on your starter kit canonco.com slash brain code brain and that's that's it, it. <laughs> green screen work is very simple well you right? got him writing scripts from this proposal <laughs> no but it was a lie the script itself the story itself was very big and grand he shouldn't have it the script was supposed to be done already the idea and everything was supposed to be written the, out literally the only thing he's supposed to do is shoot was come yeah. and shoot and edit it and edit it that's, that's all it. his yeah. job was supposed to be. he told me it's supposed to be oh it's supposed to be shitty it's supposed to be meta something uh-huh. whatever uh-huh. right so i was like all right whatever like let me just quickly write this thing right and he was upset for one then i kept redoing it and he wasn't happy with it and when as soon as i got into my mind like this motherfucker this proposal could have taken a week to put together. He's actually using that week on me to keep making it. Yeah. You know, and he was going to take the proposal to his bosses to get it approved mm. and say he made. Mm. That's only my assumption. But by everything you're saying about his character, that's what he's doing. Mm. Which I was fucking shocked. Because yeah. if Ed had told me, he was like, hey, he's asked me to write a script. I would have chewed his ass out. Because yeah. when I, he told me that like two weeks later. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I messaged him immediately. Yeah. I'm like, hey. What the fuck are you doing? Is X and X true? 
He goes, oh, this is a complete misunderstanding. And I was like, it's not a misunderstanding. I read what you wrote to him. So what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like I I hit you up because by after a week, I was looking at the project. Like one thing you get as an editor is foresight. You get to see uh, in your brain when you're in pre-production exactly how long this is going to take. Right. And we're coming up on it's going to we're going to I'm only going to have a few days to do this shoot and edit it. Mm -hmm. Right. When I when we had days before to actually get it done. Yeah. And whatever. But no, he wasted the time on telling me to redo it, redo it, redo it until I said, you know what? It's not worth it. I wrote an email. It's like, it's not worth it. You're asking all these things. It's a video within a video. I should be getting like X, 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 X amount of dollars yeah. for this. Not not what we agreed on. Yeah. And for me, it's not worth it. Sorry. I hope you, I hope you finish this project with somebody else. And then he started apologizing to me. Because right? you know why? Because it's due date time, exactly. baby. Yeah. <laughs> he started apologizing to me. And then I ignored it. I straight up ignored it. And I just texted you and I said, yo, uh, I'm not on the project anymore. Sorry, bro. And you were like, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I thought you were in the know too. And I was like, no, there was two different things he was saying between me mm. and to David. Yeah. So I was like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm always going to take my guy's side. Right. right. And because once again, this is, I have to take responsibility for this because I knew this behavior that he had. But because I had it written down and I asked him explicitly what it was for, yeah, easy check. One yeah. day, one yeah. day of work is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, even the editing was supposed to be hyper simple. So yeah. when I heard that, I was fucking pissed, you know. And then he kept coming back. He goes, "Okay, well, what about a kill fee? Blah blah blah." Like because he wants to make it right because he still wants to work with me, right? Because he wants to work with me and you know my network too. Uh-huh. I'm like, bro, anybody that mentions your fucking name. <laughs> we're done. I'm, I'm trashing yeah. you to everybody done, I know. Bro. And he was not happy with my budget, but like, because every time he wanted to redo, like, and have me rewrite the script, I kept upping the upping the budget considering the time. Mm-hmm. So by the time I sent the very last rewrite, I wrote him a new budget, like double the price. Yeah. Because I was like, look, look how much time I have left. Not only that, how right now with a few days left, how many people, because he was starting to assign me to find people to help shoot it mm-hmm. help which is PA. not your job yeah exactly he wanted all in one that's what i'm saying he, he didn't want to do all any of the one. fucking work i started realizing i was doing all of his work yeah, yeah exactly yeah and, and i was he, like what i'm producing it now too he's the worst type of assholes who have no respect for like the creative process and the creators because he, he doesn't know exactly exactly that's what i'm saying a lot of that a lot of it usually stems from ignorance and they just think creators are really at their mercy because they're the ones who are providing the paycheck or whatever and they can just get them to do anything that they want them to do. But it's like, nah, motherfucker, creating is work too, man. Exactly. It's time and energy, yeah. you know, and, and, and really, a skill. And really what happened with him, and I, I think what I'm assuming right now is what a lot of people do is that they he had probably a really good job. He got to throw his producer title on a, on a pro- couple of projects just because he threw some money at it. And, you know, he kind of sweet talked his way into it. And he's like, look at all the, the, I've done these major big productions. And when really he didn't do anything at all. So that's why when it came to film equipment, when it came to anything that had to do with film, shooting, writing, he actually doesn't know what it entails and how fucking hard it is. So he basically bullshit, like everything. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, like, like. why can't you just do this? Why can't I just fucking do this, dude? What do you mean? Have you have you even tried doing oh, this before? Yeah. Yeah. He was projecting so much shit onto me when it was his job to do. 
because he probably because it yeah. was the job wasn't getting done. And I think in in his mind, I was some schmuck out of college mm-hmm. who just got out of film school who's desperate for work, you know. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm here for David. Yeah, I want to do this because I'm here with David. So one of the things I'm I not wrote doing to this him, for you. I don't want to work with you. <laughs> but we were on the phone, and I. So one of the things I told him too, I was like, hey, bro. Like you're being super disrespectful to this. Like he was like, it was, it was like, yeah, like I think he just got it. There's a, I was like, it's not a miscommunication. I was like, this guy, he's worked with Disney projects, OPI, Red Robin, major corporate projects. This is a favor. He's doing a favor for us right now, yeah. man. I was like, there's absolutely no way that you're going to get somebody at his caliber for this rate. It doesn't work that way. And yeah. he just doesn't get it. Imagine if he has Dan. Dude. <laughs> No, yo, six figure gig. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. You know? That's why I was just like, and the fact that he was upset that I upped the budget and it was still not enough. Yeah. He was so fucking mad at me. Yeah. That's, That's where the I most was getting mad at him. Part. That's the most ridiculous yeah. part. So what you were saying about his disrespect, it's it's a weird complex. He does absolutely shameful things, but does everything he can to avoid shame. Mm. Right? That's mm. why he constantly apologizes. Because he doesn't really mean any of the apology. He just wants you to safe forget face. about it. Safe yeah. face. Yeah. Because he forgets about it. That's why he makes the same mistakes over, over, and, over and over and over again. Because, oh, people are cool when you apologize. Yeah. And he thinks it's like, now it's your problem because he's the one who apologized. But yeah. it's like, how many times are you going to fuck up? How did you fuck your way up to vice yeah. president of this After company? After that too, he just kept messaging me and texting me. I ignored everything. I was like, yeah, you know what, bro? I'm going to let you stew on this. <laughs> then respond back. Won't talk to him till this day. There's absolutely no point. Yeah. Because of the level of disrespect. It's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? I mean, once you've given somebody the benefit of the doubt, just to, you know, be like, all right, man, maybe you did fuck up or maybe you did, you know, something wrong. If you ever happen to hear this podcast, I hope you know I badmouth you to every person in this industry that I know. <laughs> I fucking hate you, dude. You, you are piece a terrible, terrible person. I don't even yeah. know you, but fuck you too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, these things matter. Like you could have an opinion about people's artwork, whatever. That that's opinions, right? Yeah. When you fuck people over at work and and a job like that that many times, I will make sure you never fucking work again. The problem mm. is, is not only is this motherfucker a leech, he's also a vulture. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> he takes from like that's what, what I'm saying. He literally looked at me and thought that I was some kid fresh out of school, desperate to yeah. get in the business. And it's like, nah, I'm burnt out by the business because I've so <laughs> met so many people like you. Yeah. Like, I'm weary of you, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, Man, like, that shit, I couldn't believe this shit was happening. I was like, the audacity of this guy, the balls on this guy. And 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 I think you kind of touch upon a good point with that in terms of, like, burning out with something that you love to do because of people like this. Yeah, I think a lot of creators can relate to that because Dude. a lot of the times you go into this field, whatever field it may be, thinking, man, this is what I love to do. I want to build myself a career in it, try to build some success. But you can't do it by yourself. You are going to be working with these other people. Yeah. And sometimes those people might be your boss or the, the person who writes your check. And then you get that type of experience over and over again. Yeah. And you just like, fuck this, man. That's, like it, the, the wild thing is that they're in every industry. Yeah. You know, the, the director who doesn't know how to edit, the producer who doesn't know how to shoot. The, all of these things who doesn't anybody up top in some managerial business pos, position, network position, they're the ones producing and putting it together. They're not doing any of the work. Hey, I'll tell you this, man. Like I'm not – I could say this about myself easy. Anytime that I've been in a set that hasn't been mine, there there has never been a single person that has ever complained about my work ethic or how I treated people. You know why? It's because I've done everybody else's job. 
Yeah. Like, you know I, what it takes. I've done all your jobs and I know how hard your job is and I and I respect it, right? So I'm never trying to make a chords job difficult. I'm never trying to make a producer's job difficult. Though some people might, except for companies that I hated, right? Yeah. You motherfuckers like dicked around with me so I made your job difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> but people who are always respectful and we always made things happen, I made it as easy as possible. Nobody has ever complained. When I was on The Best Leftovers Ever, the first thing they said off the bat is like, you're the easiest talent I've ever worked with. Mm, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I know you're what your job is. Like the last thing you want to do is worry about me. Yeah. Like, you got so much fucking shit to do. I'm going to make sure that I come on time and I'm going to make sure I fucking kill it every time. Yeah, It's kind of like that that power tripping, power complex type of shit. You know what I mean? The, the, fe- the feeling that they have this power over people and they flex that and thinking that they can because yeah. nobody can really say well, shit to them. Right up until… I knew that he has no power over me if I just drop out. Right. Of the project. Right, I was right. like, you're the one that's fucked. He gets fucked. Yeah. I'm I'm only doing this now. I was doing it for David, but the way he's been doing the emails and talking to me, it turned more into I was doing this for him. Mm. Once I saw, wait, I'm not doing this for David anymore. Man, you could have been on some petty shit and kept being like, yo, I got more ideas, more drag it out to like the day before. Yeah, not <laughs> that no. You didn't sign no. any contract. I didn't sign no contract. Yeah. It was written, not written, it was just a gentleman's agreement. He was like, you got this job. You know, he he was saying like, the money's practically yours. Oh, you I just need you to do this formality. But you can't have a gentleman's agreement with a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> that, the prerequisite there is that both are gentlemen. Yeah. Like no matter where anybody works out there, you're going to find people that are going to try to take advantage of you because they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're, they're, they're going to try in every fucking industry. I have ran through this so many times and it's just like dude sometimes you just have to stand up for yourself and mm-hmm. say you know what i don't got to take this shit at all i'll go find something else yeah now, that, that happened to me in another company where i saved them 30 g's i saved them 30 g's on a project just because i turned the cameras sideways <laughs> right <laughs> because um they were they, they were shooting all this green screen they needed hd and all that but they were getting weren't getting resolution if you if you shoot landscape like you're not going to use all of these sides. Just get more resolution, turning it sideways. Forget all this, this DP, this da 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 da. And you have all these people on set, and we cut them all out. And this were all my suggestions, and they saved thirty G's. So as shitty as this stupid fucking show was, they saved money for the budget <laughs> for the money they did, that they didn't use. Right? Then I'm in the post debrief meeting, and one of the producers straight tells him everything that I did, as if he did it. And mm. that he saved his money for them. Damn, one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, too, huh? same do as that. happens in the corporate world. Like I save another company hundreds of thousands, you know, because there's blue tape on a thing, and I gotta CG that shit out, you know, and After Effects. And then the whole thank you email to everyone, I'm excluded, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I had uh, so recently with uh, a personal friend of mine just told me this the other day was working on a a project for a very long time with this person who was an entertainer. Help set up this whole system, everything for him, right? Yeah. Um, a discrepancy over a bill that needed to be paid an invoice. By the way, invoice, 150 bucks. $150. Yeah. <laughs> $150 yeah. Right. Been working for this person for like a year and a half, maybe two years. Ghost him on an email. Second email goes, Hey, we no longer will be needing your services. Thank you for all the stuff that you've done. Blah, 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 blah. You know, whenever you're in town. Well, let's let's have you back on a, on on a couple episodes on this project. He lives in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh my god! It's like what the fuck? There was like company dinners he wasn't invited to. Oh man! Right? The 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 audacity, dude. Yeah. It's like at least have the level of decency to like, I don't know, converse about it. Yeah, yeah just so, have a conversation. Like, hey, what's what happened here? Right? Yeah. It's just you know, you. It's just more human behavior where they don't want to be ashamed or belittled or feel less than the, the power trip thing. It's the nature of the business in LA is that the sharks who get on top, they're not actually any of the artists. Bro, I, and by the way, this is not me just taking his word for it. I I, he, I wanted to see the email thread because, you know, people can kind of oh, twist yeah. their stories. I was like, let me see the email. Like I saw his email thread. Yeah. I was like, let me see the email thread. Bro. Condescending, fucking rude. Condescending as fuck, dude. <laughs> same thing with this guy. Same shit. So oh, wrote… Man. It was over a discrepancy over an animation that that this person did for this project. He goes, "Hey, it's 150 bucks. Um, I did it here, blah blah blah." And he wrote, writes back. He goes, "Well, actually, you didn't send it in on time, so I had to wait for it for a couple of days, and then I saw it in the inbox." He goes, "Cool." He writes him back. He goes, "Well, actually, timestamp it screenshots when it was uploaded <laughs> and sent." Right? He goes, "I sent it on the day that you requested at this time. It was already there." Yeah. I was like, you, "Maybe you didn't check it, but I." And he timestamped everything because. Yeah. It's a computer. The timestamps are there, yeah, especially when yeah. you upload it to a digital Dropbox. Yeah. Ghosts him for like a few days and then fires him. My God. Did his job to the T exactly the way he was supposed to do it. Man. Fires him. He's like, rather than being wrong, I'm just, just gonna fire him. Yeah. <laughs> the audacity, dude. Yeah. The fucking audacity. But I'm saying people care more about their ego than they care about people. They just care yeah. about themselves, period. You know, they, they, like not just an ego thing, man. Just just improving their own situation and their own status and their own circumstances. And it's like, fuck everybody else along the way. That's the worst when people like that are in a position of power. You, you The first question you think naturally is, how the fuck did you get there, first of all? Mm-hmm. But, oh, I could see why you're staying there. Yeah. Because you're trying to fuck over all these people along the way. Yeah. That shit's going to catch up to you at some point. Motherfucker's yeah. gonna this is gonna get yeah. you. At I was one gonna point. catch this motherfucker, dude. Yeah. I um somebody was asking about uh <laughs> like, I forgot what project it was, but his name came up. I was like, let me tell you about this guy. <laughs> you know? How much time you got? How buddy? much time you got? <laughs> yeah. Didn't get that job. Yeah. Yeah. There's also somebody else too. There's a piece of shit wanted to work with Dan. I was like, let me tell Dan about this guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm. not working for him anymore. Yeah. yeah. You fuck people over like that, and you're a terrible pe- piece of shit. People will find out. And and if yeah. I'm going to, like, especially because that's a reflection of me. Like, you'll, I'll, I never want you to work for them. That's the thing. Like, you and I weren't attached to a deadline. Yeah. You know, because that's his job to worry about. Me, as a guy who didn't sign nothing, I didn't have to care about a deadline. I just knew he was being late and the deadline was coming and I couldn't do it. Mm. And I said, sorry, I can't do it. But to get mad it. at somebody through an email. Yeah. Like, well, to be condescending, disrespectful, like, that's so unnecessary. Shit was three weeks late by that point. So they released that video. My fucking script. They made it, dude. It's posted on on their Instagram, on their website too. But they were trying to sell and shit. They made it. Made my script, dude. You should fucking sue them. Yeah. Remember the assets he gave me? One JPEG (laughs) of a girl. Yeah. And then like in the final video, there was all of these assets I could have used. Like they had videos of it, not just one JPEG. And I was like, what the fuck? Why don't you send that idiot? Yeah. <laughs> like he had all of this shit with him and, and he didn't and that he didn't <laughs> tell me was there, but he was stressing me out for no fucking reason. You know? I, you just you, you don't you can't understand like why they people like that are the way they are. 
But the only thing is, it's like, if, if you're untalented. on the receiving end of it, you, you got to stand your ground. And, you know, yeah. like you did. Like, you know what? Fuck this shit, man. I'm <laughs> out. Peace. The, you know? the Hyundai director, <laughs> this one oh got mad over <laughs> So, do, do you know… <laughs> do you know what a hot meter is? No. Me neither. <laughs> this, this guy was screaming at me to go get a hot meter, uh-huh. right? Because I was like the first AC um, uh, assistant camera. Yeah. So um, the director needed a hot meter, or and the DP needed a hot meter for the camera or whatever. And I'm going to Dan, he's the producer. I'm like, yo, what's a hot meter? We need a hot meter. And he's like, that. What's that little machine thing where you measure the light, um, the white ball on it? A light meter. Yeah, light meter. That's yeah. what I thought. So we kept bringing it to him. He's like, hot meter! Hot meter! <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? There's no hot meter. And then he starts cursing out in Korean. So he gets the Korean crew. They get in the car. As they're leaving, he rolls on the window, cusses me out in Korean. <laughs> they get on the highway. <laughs> We're in the desert filming, you know. Uh-huh. It's like the oh, secret Hyundai shit. base. Yeah. You know, it was dope, actually. Yeah. But so as we're sitting around waiting, I'm like, we're getting around talking to the other crew, building the set and whatever. This guy comes back with a lens filter, right? It's called a hot mirror. <laughs> fucking Korean accent. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought you needed to read like a hot meter. Yeah. Hot mirror. Yeah. <laughs> but could you imagine the ego on this man? Yeah. When all he could have done is like explain what it looked like right. and yeah. what it did. Right. Can you Google that shit for me? Yeah. I Googled hot meter. <laughs> What is a hot yeah. meter? It's like a, hey, you need Siri, a thermometer. What is a hot meter. Yeah, I was like, do you need to like measure temperature? Yeah. Yeah. He like literally told him in Korean, like it's like in Korea, if you did this shit, I, you'd be fucking dead. Yeah, like, no But but that's that's kind of like a sign of how kind of the hierarchy there in Korea is like, right? He's top dog. He's the director. So everybody underneath him. You're just oh, sucking yeah. my dick whenever I want you to. Oh, yeah. it, it was very hard in a Korean church uh, having people do that hyung shit to me. Yeah. Especially because yeah. I'm a very big kid. Yeah. And on top of that too, none of them were thugs. Right. So it's like, <laughs> the fuck, bro? You guys live in some of the richest areas of Sacramento. Like, you can't talk to me like that. Yeah. But my father's a deacon at the church. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I just had to sit there and fucking take it. And only the one time that I fucking snapped was when the guy kept slapping me upside my head, bro. Oh, man. The level of dis- He was just giggling and laughing his ass off. Yeah. And I did, just- you, did you do one of these? <laughs> 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 so at the church oh, that we shit. went to there's like this uh, curtain that kind of separates the uh, bible study area and then the ministry area right this is this big metal curtain so um i was tasked to close it so i closed it and then thought it would be funny because he loves getting a giggle out of people slapped me upside my head one more fucking time mm. came up to him it's like hey man come here let me talk to you for a second <laughs> right by the way if you guys don't know uh let me talk to you for a second is trouble. <laughs> yeah. Anybody says that, let me talk to you for a second. Yeah. He's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Let me talk to you for a second. Come up. I fucking shove him against the curtain super hard. Uh-huh. And I was like, bro, like right, my dad's a deacon. I'm not going to do anything to you. I know where the fuck you live. Yeah. I'm going to fucking murder you, bro. Yeah. Don't you ever 
slap me upside my fucking head. Yeah. Right. And like the thing about it is too, he knows where I'm from. Mm. He knows the people I kick it with. But yeah. he thought that he could put that little pot because it was the young type of shit. Because he's, like, he's older. a few months older than you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, there's real canpes, bro. Like yeah. you're not a canpe. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And he just kept doing, oh, never touch me again. Of course. Yeah. Right. And I was like, bro, this is inside the church. When you walk outside the church, I'll fucking stab you, dude. It's some sort of delusion that comes with the Confucius idea of being an elder means that you're entitled to so yeah, much exactly. to servitude. To and respect and, you know, yeah, all of that bullshit that comes with it. Yeah, yeah it's, this, it's this level of like servitude that they expect out of you, yeah. you know? And respect is always earned. You don't get respect just because you, you were you born two years before Absolutely. me, you bitch-made motherfucker. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this concept, dude? And yeah. I think like there, there's a weird relationship that happens, right? It's like… When you're in like Korean culture, when you're the younger Tongseng, right? And somebody calls you their Tongseng and then you get to call them your young, there's almost like a level of pride and happiness that you yeah. get from it, right? Like you, you, even though you kick their ass, you still buy them some food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you be an actual young to them. Yeah, you yeah. take right? them bowling, you take them to the Tanglejang, you go to PC Bang. You look out for them. But then what you hear so many times, us growing up, is like, man, thinking back on it, my youngs were pieces of shits. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they were supposed to be like this kind of guiding light for me, the older figure who like, you know, make sure that I stay out of trouble. Instead, they're getting you into trouble. They're corrupting you, making you do shit you don't want to do. And it's like, what the fuck? What kind of hyung is that in yeah. any sense of the word, right? I can't even tell you how many times some hyung stole my food. That's the worst. That, that, that shit <laughs> broke my your heart. Food. That, yeah. That's on another level, bro. Like, you know, I've been, I've been beaten up. They, they, they'll circle me and like tell me I need to take my beating and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd be macho, I'll take the hits. Mm-hmm. But when they took my food, man, like, that's oh. the shit that like broke my heart, like really made me upset. Like, fuck this shit. You know dude. what was one of the strangest requests I got as a young? What? Like, me being the young? Uh, this dude came up and he's like, uh, Yo, young, can you beat me up? <laughs> what? what he's like yeah i just i just want to get tougher so can you like beat me up every day <laughs> what the fuck hey, you're right i was like what are you asking are you asking me to fuck you up like you're requesting that you get jumped every single day and he's like yeah because i want to be tougher Shit. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. You ain't gonna ask me twice. Then yeah. fuck. That was the weirdest fucking request. It, it, it's odd too because you know when you're younger too, you really want to fit in, and then you start doing the stuff that you hated onto other kids because you feel like you have to. Yeah. Like there was you went through the the flames and you went through the rite of passage, so mm. now you have to do it to somebody else. Mm. And I specifically remember this moment where it was uh, a younger cousin. And uh, really soft kid. Still a super sweet kid, right? Mm. Till this day. And people were bullying him, right? They were doing the young shit thing. And I felt obligated that I had to do it too, right? Because it was like, oh, I got it done. And, yeah. you know, I had my rite of passage. Right. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. The mm. rite of passage for a Korean. And we were doing this thing where we were all going to go out to eat at this break- bakery called Le Bou. It's like this French bakery mm. spot. that It was re- it got really popular. Like Sounds a Vietnamese. bougie as hell, bro. <laughs> it's not bougie. It's super cheap. It's just dill dip and bread. It's okay. the cheapest snack that you can get. It was like a dollar for the bread and then you get the dill dip on the side. It was, yeah. you know, whatever. We we're going to take, take him. And so what we kept doing was we're like, hey, you can come with us. And, the, you know, nobody was at the church. And so we're like his only ride because we told his parents like, hey, we could take him. But they're like, we made him the only way he could get into the car is if that he had to jump into it as the car was driving. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
That's the fuck no shit. Holy shit. Now, listen. I wasn't driving, so yeah. I didn't have control. Oh, shit. Right? So, but what we would do is because the door was open, oh, when, he would, when he would jump, we would slam the brakes, and then he would smash into the door. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> and I remember witnessing this, and I felt terrible. <laughs> but I couldn't say anything because I was still a tongseng to them. Yeah, you're right? gonna be you're gonna be made a little bitch if you say something. Exactly. Yeah. So I just kept on like laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> but I was <laughs> crying inside. But I was like, traumatized. <laughs> I was like fake laughing. I didn't find gonna, it funny. Yeah. They're gonna do this to me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't find it funny at all. I thought it was fucking cruel. Yeah. They did it to this kid over and it's my cousin too. Over. <laughs> this is my cousin. So, <laughs> it's not just some kid. It's your cousin. Yeah. Yes, this well, Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. But in my mind, I'm oh, like, shit. he was like, you, you want to be a Namjak Kabat? Do oh, this. Yeah, shit. You know? And they did it to him over and over. And then he started crying. Yeah. And that shit broke my fucking heart, yeah. dude. And I was like, ha ha, guys, he's had enough. You know, I'm trying to play it <laughs> yeah. off. Like, hey, he learned. Yeah. But I, I don't want to be a bitch, too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. these dudes were a lot bigger, you know? It's that toxic masculinity thing man. i felt so oh, fucking yeah. bad till this day i look at him dude and i and i never apologize for it i just bring it up to him i laugh at him <laughs> is he doing okay in life yeah. no he's fine okay. he's fine well, she became it's, like it's a- eight younger brother oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit That's fucked up, I've, man. I've been holding that guilt in for a very long time. <laughs> he finally got it yeah. off my chest. Finally got it off my chest. Confession. We had this kid running into a car. Oh, while it's moving. While it's fucking moving. It was Wait, slammed the how brakes. How fast were you guys going when Man, it, it was... I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like hella fast, but it was quick enough where that, this fool had to put some fucking juice into his legs. <laughs> he had to just sprint for it. Like, could you imagine somebody running full sprint and slamming oh, the brakes and smashing man. into the car door? Oh, my God. That's... That's crazy, bro. I was never a bully. I got bullied. Yeah. (laughs) I just had a witness and pretend like I enjoyed it. It was so hard. I just remember the guilt that was inside me, man. Even if you try a little bit of bullying and it's not in you, you know it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys uh, have that thing when you guys were in high school where people used to get dumped in the trash cans? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The toilet shit. The the, the swirlies. Yeah. Swirlies. Trash cans. So my friend, like, I was… Near a trash can, dumps on the way. This guy put, uh, grabbed me by the crotch mm. underneath and then flipped me over mm. in the trash can. God damn. You know? I was so, too fat. Nobody could yeah. do that to me. So I did the same to him later. I caught him yeah. near the trash can. I pulled the same <laughs> shit off to him, right? And then next thing you know, I'm minding my business and this motherfucker dumps a trash can over my head. I'm sitting down, dumps a trash can over my head and starts beating the shit. Out of the trash can with me inside. Oh shit! And he's fucking angry. Yeah. And then I take it off. I'm like, "Yo, I just did the same thing to you." And this guy was steaming angry. I'm yeah. like, "This motherfucker, you can dish it, but you can't take it. Like, you gotta put the trash on me uh-huh. instead of catching me. Like, uh-huh. it wasn't even a joke anymore. <laughs> it was just like you made me feel like the way I made you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it." <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> this was not doing slam poetry for a living. Yeah. Uh, dude, one time um, there was this younger kid, and then like we were waiting to get into class, and then like I was just joking around. I went up behind him and put him in a chokehold. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right." Mm-hmm. But I didn't put it in like fully. I just had my the position on his neck, right? 
He got so freaked out. So, no, 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 no. And then he went limp. <laughs> I just let go. Like, oh, shit. And he struck to the floor. Oh, no. He, he hyped himself up so much that he fainted, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, shit, man. Dude, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. He got so scared that I, he thought I was going to choke hold him, you know? Did you guys used to do that thing where you would make people pass out on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? The, the chest thing, right? Yeah. How come yeah. everybody knew about that? Bro, I don't you, know what. You're in LA. I'm in Sacramento. Yeah, you're exactly. in Seattle. Yeah. I don't understand the phenomenon for that because we didn't have a way to share. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we don't this was TikTok videos yeah. as teenagers. It's not like it was on the internet forum. There bro, was no forums but, but for let's, to pass let's around. Let's be honest. We saw some funny ass shit through that. Yeah. <laughs> we saw some Yo, funny ass shit I through never, that. Well, I was too fat. Nobody could do it to me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you know, like getting thrown into, like doing a swirly. Yeah, yeah. That's too much work. Right. Right. I'm like too. I was this size when I was 14. No, but the feigning, <laughs> no, the feigning thing though. Anybody could do. You just have to hold. Like so, basically, guys. For those of you who don't know what this is, you basically go down into a crouching position, put your Sucks head dick. <laughs> and suck your own dick. Yeah. And hyperventilate. Yeah, yeah. Hyperventilate, and then you like you get up immediately. Obviously, you're gonna get lightheaded. Then you hold your breath. Put your hands on your chest and somebody pushes it till you basically pass out. Oh, is that how you did it? Yeah. Our technique was different. What? So what you would do is you would get a big motherfucker like me. Yeah. You choke him with your left hand. <laughs> and you and just slap, slap the shit out of him. What you would do is you would get somebody like me. Um, it's kind of like when you uh, crack somebody's back. Oh. But you do it more towards the chest and you uh-huh. have them hold their breath and then I squeeze as – so you make them hyperventilate. So they're they have their back turned to you then. Yes. Wow. And then That's... I squeeze them and then and basically you kind of like elevate your head this way uh-huh. and it makes blood rush to your head uh-huh. and it causes you to hyperventilate. Oh, and then shit. you pass the fuck out. Okay. So I used to do it to this dude named Scott all uh-huh. the time. <laughs> all the time. I, think I, I shit you not, I'm not even exaggerating. I probably done it to him like 60 times. Oh, oh god. <laughs> this guy lost a lot of brains. Well, he just liked it because he in the in the instant when he's knocked out, he yeah. would hallucinate. Yeah, you, you have a crazy dream. dream. You have oh, a crazy yeah. dream, bro. Yeah. Um, I've had it. I've done it personally. I think maybe about two or three times, and you wake up feeling like you took a really nice nap. Yeah, you, you don't feeling. know where you are. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's but it's happened. So dangerous. It's so dangerous. D- let's let's put a, yeah. a warning like, out there. Do not do this at okay. home. You do got, not. You guys told your guys' techniques. Yeah. Oh, you have our a different te- technique. Our te- my technique wow. is the is the dumbest of them all. We'd actually do it to ourselves. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So we'd be at our desk. This was a, a school thing. Yeah. And then we bend over and hyperventilate, and we come up, hold our breath. Uh-huh. Then we hold our oh necks like this. You, you hold your breath yourself, and you squeeze that side of your neck. Not wow. Choke, the right? arteries. Yeah. Wow. And then you'd pass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do that to ourselves all day, just like our wow. first form of getting high. <laughs> what That's, the fuck? It's, it's a I, lot dumber than your I never had it done to me. I was just too big. Nobody could lift me up. So, you so our method, right, was where you have to be pinned up against the wall or something. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, method and too. then so like you push them. But then the thing is, sometimes when people did it, they're the ones who are ma- making somebody faint. They didn't realize that after they faint, they gotta go limp. Yeah, you got to yeah. catch him. So I've seen people fall headfirst onto the concrete. <laughs> Wait, you guys did it outside? Sometimes outside, yeah. sometimes inside, anywhere. Like we did it inside, anywhere, hit anywhere. Their eye socket on their own knee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like have people. It, like when we do it inside, like the the hallways, like 
they would scratch their back on the locker and they just have like Dude, bleeding. you know what this reminds me of? It's yeah. like it's like different countries who have stories about dragons, but they right. are all different. <laughs> you know? Oh, how'd you know about passing out? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that we got regional techniques. That has to be like a Korean thing then. They, they, they probably did it like in the 80s or some shit. Like Korean people did in the 80s. Yeah. It's just, it just transferred over to yeah. us. Yeah, because I've actually though? never had that conversation, I don't think, outside of Koreans of like, them doing that. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I've seen that Korean Koreans. I've seen them play weird ass games yeah. where you stack up against the wall with your head yeah. and then this they try ha- this to has mount nothing you. Nothing to do with anything else, but I just remember the guy that I used to always make him pass out all the time. Yeah. He did some one of the most awkward things ever. So yeah. <laughs> you know when you're young and you're in love, you, you do a lot of just really stupid shit for the girls that you like, right? Mm. So there's this girl who lived in our our neighborhood that moved back to Texas. And then when she came back, this guy had a huge crush on her. Do you guys remember this song, uh, Sukiyaki by 4 p.m.? I don't even know. It's all because of you. 4 p.m. was a group? I think so. I'm feeling down and blue. You went away. Now my life is just a rainy day. No? I don't know. Well, anyways, that song was really popular. What kind of racist fucking name for this? (laughs) Sukiyaki, bro. You know, I never looked that up. I think it was Asian people that sang it. Oh, they're okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. It's a bunch of white guys yeah. and, and fucking red pinstripe quartet. You know, so but this love song name what? Yeah. Either the group was called Sukiyaki or the song was called 4 p.m. or it was right. the other way around, okay. right? You guys can look it up. So this was a love song. It was very popular. It was like during the time of like All for One and those Filipino groups that were out too. Um, in the middle of a party. So we used to have these 4th of July parties. So every time there was a 4th of July, those block parties, people would light up fireworks and we would walk around and do that in high school. Mm. I only brought this up because this guy specifically, I remember the shit. One of the most, as I think about it, I'm getting goosebumps. This is the most creepiest, corniest thing I've ever seen somebody do. Motherfucker, you know what you did. So he gets all of us around. We're in the living room, right? He sits a chair in the middle and he goes, I want to sing a song for you. Talk. I'm cringing right now. There's Somebody recorded this on a videotape because of how embarrassing it is. Well, how many people were there at the party? There was like 12 okay. people. Oh, okay, so a good amount of people. So 12 people are sitting Enough around. to spread a good rumor. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see. Not a rumor. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah. One day, I'm going to get the homie Corey to give me this fucking videotape. But uh-huh. this dude was. <laughs> you can see her just like this. Uh-huh. Uncomfortable. Like, oh, uh-huh. my God. Yeah. And he's whisper singing in her ear. Oh, this no. Song. It's all because of you. Oh, no. And it's recorded on video. Oh, no. We sat no. through that whole song watching this fool. <laughs> he sang the whole song. The whole Not song. Not even a verse. Three minutes and 30 oh, seconds. Oh, my goodness. Of off-key bliss. Oh, my God. And then was there like a, oh, do you like shit. me checkbox? Bro, <laughs> oh, the most shit. awkward thing I've ever witnessed in my life. I've never seen somebody do something that corny Just ever. Like, Thank you. Okay, see you later. I just remember her leaning off. Just, just so uncomfortable. And yeah. I don't know why he chose to do it in front of all of us. <laughs> he probably thought it was a good idea in his head. Like, I'm going to show everybody how much I love you. Which actually goes back to another memory too. Yeah. I also choked this dude out. <laughs> it's like my go-to move, dude. Yeah. Oh, because you're mad at him. Yeah. So not, it, a, not for fun choke out. Oh, no. Okay. So in, in high school, obviously like… Snitching and disloyalty are two of the things you don't oh, fucking yeah, man. do, right? It's, it's like super the prison bad, system. Right? So uh, there was a homegirl who was having an after party because we just graduated high school, right? 
uh, was it graduated high school? Did we graduate? Some shit happened. I don't know. It <laughs> Did was you like, graduate? <laughs> yeah, I forgot what the fuck it was, but it was a party at her house. It was, might have been her birthday and her parents were out, right? So we were all decided that we were going to go camping. There was this dude that nobody fucking liked, right? It was just like Fijian Punjabi dude, right? Habitual liar, fucking annoying. I'm like, oh, we're going to go. We're going to go camping, but we're not going to invite him out, right? Yeah. So this dude comes up and then uh, instead of saying like, we don't want him to go, he goes and tells him, he goes, oh, you can't be invited because David doesn't want you there. Right? What the fuck? And I'm like, what a little snitch, yeah. right? And first of all, it was all of us. Yeah. So I heard this because that dude came up to me. He goes, how come you don't want me to go there? Blah, blah, blah. He was uh-huh. like coming up. And I was like, well, first of all, get the fuck away. I'll beat your ass. You know, like, <laughs> like, get the fuck away from me. You know, yeah. at the time, that's just what we did. We just threw down whenever we yeah. had problems yeah. with people. Yeah. And he couldn't fight. So I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. But I started sitting there. I was stewing. And I'm like, why the fuck did he just snitch me out like that, dude? Like the idea was that hey, we all don't want him here, but I was very vocal about it as I am now as a human being. <laughs> and so we're at this after party or the party for this girl's birthday or it was like a graduation thing. I, don't, I forgot what the fuck it was. And uh, my best friend is in the car with me, my buddy Gabo. He was like, hey, bro, you're smiling. And I know when you're smiling, it means you're mad. Mm. <laughs> it's like, hey, he's going to be at the party. Yeah. It's, it's a birthday party. You yeah. need to keep it chill. Don't do anything. I was like, I'm not going to do anything. Just yeah. tell him just to stay the fuck away from me and don't talk to me. And I'm going to keep it super chill. Yeah. Guess what happens? I get out the car. <laughs> he comes up to me. David! Oh, God. Drunk as fuck, right? Yeah. And, I'm, and then Gobble's like, fuck. Yeah. I storm up this dude. I fucking grab him by the throat. I choke him. I fucking WWF choke some and lift him <laughs> oh, up shit. and I slam him into you the truck of a car. Undertaker special, bro. <laughs> bro, and I smash him into the car, right? Yeah. And then people are fucking grabbing me. Gabo's grabbing me. Like, oh, Yo, he goes, shit. yo, what the fuck is going on? I was like, so you fucking ratted me out, you fucking bitch, right? Oh, man. He, so drunk, he looks at me, blank, and he goes, that anxiety caught up. When you're drunk and anxious, oh, you'll throw shit. up. Yaks all over the fucking place. Yeah. And then after he apologizes, I'm like, he threw up. What am I going to do? Sock this dude? Yeah. You, know? you punch him while he's yakking. Yeah. It's like he makes you a bad person. And after that, I was just like, Ugh. I just, I've been choking people since I was in high school, dude. So, and then the people move. trying to squirrel out their way of like their own responsibilities. They're put onto something. They got to push friends. it on. Yeah. They want to push it off to someone else. I mean, whether you, you're their friend or not, someone is always like below you that you can like use as a pawn or some shit. Like life is a big game of chess. Hey, man, if you do some shit, just own up to it. What the fuck is going to happen? Nothing. Nothing yeah. is going to happen. Well, you might get your ass beat. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, then keep your fucking mouth shut, dude. Yeah. I've got my ass beat plenty of times. Yeah. I just had to own up to it. Yeah, it is exactly. What it is. Just, just get what's coming to you. Just be, just deal with it and move on. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's because people don't want to deal with it. Change. That's true. That's like true. not own up to like all these stories we have. Like my dumbass stories, I talk about them because I own the shame. Yeah. And nobody else does. You can't shame me for the thing I shame myself for, right? Like you can't hate me more than I hate myself. <laughs> well, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. So that's literally the play. But then, it, but uh, at, you know, the other side of it just being like. When you are held accountable for yourself mm. and you can own this as a, as a story, as a part of your life, then you can grow and learn. Or you're going to keep doing the same bullshit apology and you're just going to keep doing bullshit to forget about it and keep continuing. Like on this your motherfucker that we had talked about at the beginning. Exactly. It's the same kind of <laughs> attitude for sure. Dude, I, I just knew a lot of – you know what's weird? When I Whenever I go back and I meet some people that I haven't seen in a while, mm. I'm like – 
y'all are weird, dude. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are so fucking, I thought I was weird. Yeah. I'm weird in the sense of how I speak and like how vocal I am. And I don't really have like a filter. But just like certain like small behaviors, when I look back and I look at these stories, because I forget about it, right? Because mm. this same guy too, he got dumped by this one girl that he was madly in love with. Mm. And he, <laughs> inside his trunk, there was like this this case of red vine licorice that she bought. That fool kept it in his car for like two years. Oh, <laughs> and hell then no. I remember we're like in the trunk and then we're like, oh shit, there's licorice. Let's get some. He goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you can. It's Sarah's. I'm like, bro, y'all broke up like two years ago. Oh my okay, god, this dude's just—he's he, on some other a tip. A little yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, he's on some other tip, man. And for some reason, like, I think as an adult, we're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But when you're in high school, you're just like, oh, he's just being him. Does yeah. he, is he still out there? Uh, he, I think he's like engaged or married now, so but, he's but good. he's in the same environment. I mean, no, same, he, he moved. He moved to. I think he's like in. Uh, he. Near Seattle or something like that. Right. It's one of those upper states or whatever. Yeah, I, I I think that when you're in your own town, that's not a giant ass city. Yeah, you know, like SF, LA, Chicago, New York, whatever. Right. Um, each town, each city has their own little culture in there. You know, where people behave a certain way for sure. I've seen it where it's it's like it's their island. Even though they have the ability to travel, they don't leave, and then they kind of go with the flow of how society is in that area it's like a bubble it's a yeah bubble. it's a bubble yeah i yeah. just i just never been able to take a step back and kind of look at it from a distance right just like mm-hmm. oh these these people are really fucking odd man but then i was yeah. really odd too so i think like we just just kind of meshed together at the time yeah but like imagine somebody just kept licorice in the car for two years yeah, and then when i try to take one he cried so everybody's got their delusions right yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a little off, though. Yeah. You know? yeah, no, yeah, I was just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But. Don't, don't touch it. It's Sarah. So you don't shake it. You could have just said like, "Hey, it's really old. Don't eat it." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's been You're, sitting in the sun, bro. Don't. Why is it in there? Yeah. You didn't have to do we all that. Have, yeah, we didn't ask for the story. Yeah, do all that, bro. What the fuck was that about, man? Yeah. Uh, well, well, guys, might as well fess up. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We were actually supposed to discuss a topic, and I completely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing I wouldn't have anything to say about it. I would have sat in silence. <laughs> but uh, you could catch Ed at Ed2 and Secret Society. Cop the gear, y'all. Sunset, Palo, Windsor, head to toe, man. That's right. Uh, you can catch Ed at Ed Park VP. Uh, by the way, that's S-C-R-T Society. Skirt, Skirt. Yeah, Society, and Ed Park VP once again, and also Ed too. Uh, Genius Brains every Thursday and Sundays, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.